been practicing my Christopher Walken impersonations. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're live, Tampa. Let me know when that happens. Uh, this is Epic B. Tampa Neil over there. He's a little slow. Sorry. I was still excited about the Christopher Walken story. Cut. Oh, cut it out. Uh, this is Breaking Tables. We have a lot to talk about. Just so much to talk about and we got a really cool guest uh john davis but you know what let's just let's just start the show tampanil absolutely get stop it on no you stop you stop talking tampanil you stop to me stats really don't matter Welcome to Breaking Tables. This is Epic B. This is Tampa Neal. I don't even know why I have this microphone on me, but it looks cool. Like, uh, welcome to The Price is Right. <laughs> Ow. Whatever. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, Tampa Neal, what's up, brother? I haven't seen you in a week, bro. Everything good? Hello. Yeah, we can't do that. Bad for no, ratings. Too much. Bad for ratings. No, yeah. stop it. It's totally, totally weird. Uh, <laughs> great, man. How are you doing? Yeah, doing awesome, man. Doing awesome. Uh, you know, living our beautiful sunny South Florida uh, weather and well, well, West Florida weather. But it is almost time for the season. Um, it, it's going to be a, just a lot to talk about in terms of not talking about what you guys want to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about like stats and stuff. X's and O's. Well, this is the podcast for you because this is like X's and O's with beer and comedy and Bill's talk. Without the X's and O's. So uh, let's go out and get our special guests on tonight. It's going to be absolutely epic, folks. Thank you all again for tuning in. Go ahead and hit that like, laugh, lol, love, uh, anything but fat finger, angry face, because that's just weird. So please don't do that. Uh, But let's go ahead and get our special guests of the evening. Uh, Everybody knows him. John Davis, 89-94, Buffalo Bills offensive lineman, folks.
Oh, what is up, John? How are you doing? Thanks for joining the I'm, show. I'm doing wonderful. Cheers to y'all. Salute. What is the beverage in the mysterious green tumbler? I've had you. Do you know Cy, uh, Cy Robertson from Duck Dynasty? He's got his little tea thing in his cup. He's had it since Vietnam. Apparently, you don't. Epic B. Well, this, I, don't Duck Dynasty, I don't know that. Uh, this is my cup that I've had for about 10 years, and it uh, it keeps my vodka and uh, lemonade very uh, cold, and uh, the ice doesn't melt, and it lasts a little bit longer, so I'm so happy. Excellent. Instead that of having, instead like, of having I, six, I only have three. I don't know how the show can go on. That is the most like epic thing ever. Now I want to get one uh, so wait, I wait, can wait. go drink some vodka and be in like heaven like you, bro. I can't. I can't believe y'all don't know Duck Dynasty. Well, you're not. Right. Right. I, know, I know Duck Dynasty. I don't, I don't know the drink that he had specifically. Oh no, the drink. No, the drinks vodka and lemonade. I was talking about Uncle Cy. Uncle Cy had a uh, right cup with a thing of tea that his grand his mother sent him while he was in Vietnam, and so. <laughs> Forget it. I was trying to make a correlation, but apparently it failed. So I'm good, though. But what I did want to talk about. <laughs> what I did what I did want to talk about is what you think about Ken Dorsey and all the formations that he's going to run uh, starting in uh, OTAs. Just We're diving kidding. right into football, aren't we? We're diving. We, we, we haven't even had lunch yet, and you already <laughs> going to third base. Come on, John. I, I promise you. I promise you. I don't think that far ahead. So I, uh, I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to get off John, of football. John, you of all people, you played football. You played in the Super Bowl. You did all that, uh, and it's it's awesome just for you to take your time to hang out. With little old Tampa Neal and us and myself, Epic B. Uh, hey, I'm so, glad to be cool. here, guys. Buffalo's my Buffalo's my home. I, I love it up there, and I love y'all. I love anybody who just appreciates the Bills and who are just super fans, and that 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 means more to me than anything. So I, I know that uh, typical questions on you know what you did, but uh, we all know what you did. Everybody who watched the who's a diehard Bills fans know who John Davis is, offensive lineman. Uh, you know, rub shoulders with the, the top of the top, uh, Jim Kelly included, and uh, he's also a up for Thurman Thomas, you know. Hall of Hall of Famer, uh, college Georgia Tech, if I got that correct. Yes. And uh, Georgia Tech, not the college football Hall of Fame, but Georgia Tech Hall of Fame. Oh, sorry, Georgia Tech, but in our eyes, the Hall of Fame of all college. If you get in Georgia Tech, and without interrupting, I got some breaking news in a few minutes. Just don't let me forget it, and I'll tell you something. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to know now. No, go. Hold on a minute. I just, I just. I found out it doesn't come out uh, officially till tomorrow, but last week I just found out uh, that I've been inducted uh, into the second class of the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate that. And I, with, with the, the honors special because of the, uh, the history of Georgia football. And uh, last year I missed it by uh, a few votes. And uh, 
I, you know, I was just like, you know, I, I don't think about these things, but then I got a call from a, a, a good friend of mine who's uh, on the board. He runs it and he's like, you know, just wanted to let you know that you've been inducted uh, or elected. And then the induction ceremonies will be in uh, late October. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a proud moment for myself, very humbling and awesome. I'm honored. So it's, awesome. it's uh, going to be a great fall. Excellent. That is awesome. I, I can barely get employee of the month and you here you are, you know, being amazing in the community, bro. So good for you, man. Thank you. Uh, Tampanil, what what have you done lately, Tampanil? Over there laughing at me, feeling feeling kind of lame right now. I guess you know. Yeah, exactly. Bye. What the hell? Wait, you you turn your camera off. Wizard, my camera just keeps shutting off for some reason. It's the third time. Oh no, we got Tampanil internet back again. I uh, under the internet this time. It's the camera. There you go. John. John, so there, there's a tell. Can you tell viewers because this is kind of cool story? I read about this. It's uh, you hate refrigerators. Is that is that what I hear? Can you can you elaborate on that story on how much you hate certain appliances? Well, I think we all know who uh, the uh, refrigerator was, William Perry, and uh, he played at Clemson, and I was at Georgia Tech in my sophomore mm -hmm. year. My freshman year, I was an All-American tackle, and uh, my sophomore year, they moved me to center, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and move. Uh, Bill Curry, who was a great player in the NFL, Green Bay Packers, Baltimore Colts, um, and he was my coach, and he's like, I think you're going to be a good center. I want to move you, and I'm like, okay, well, then we come up to Clemson after the second or third game, and and I, I, I hear about this guy named uh, uh, Refrigerator, Perry. And some bitch is, you know, 6'2", 400 pounds. And I'm like, damn, you know. I'm 6'4", 305, you know. And so I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm up for the challenge. And I kid you not, I, I go first snap of the game. We break it off right behind me. I block him for like 50 yards. Our, our our fullback takes it up the middle for 50 yards. William Perry's belly's hanging on the ground. And and I'm looking at that thinking, what the hell have I gotten myself into? I mean, this guy is like, I, I'm not going to be able to move him. And uh, fortunately, we had a great day. Uh, and uh, we scored uh, on the last, uh, last play of the game and to beat him. Uh, and there was a sports writer named Dave Kindred who was big with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here back in the 70s and 80s. And I wake up, I did an article with him uh, after the game, and I wake up the next morning and uh, uh, I forget the name of the, I've got the, the, the clipping somewhere, but it's like the refrigerator mover has been born or so, something like that where, you know, that... Uh, and, and and I ended up winning offensive player, not offensive lineman, but I ended up winning offensive player of the game for Sports Illustrated. If you can, if you can conceive that, and awesome. uh, and it it goes on today. I, I I tailgate with my agent right next to the Georgia Tech Stadium, and I'll sit there and and talk to fans coming up, and it's amazing because the the parents will come up and said, "Son, do you know who this is?" And of course they don't. He's like. This is the refrigerator mover. 
And I'm like, and I look at my agent, Bill, and I said, you know what? I guarantee you 90% of these people who walk by don't even know my name, but they know who the refrigerator mover is. The legend think, of the refrigerator mover. I yes. think that's cool. You know, my we had a great, we, you know, we had a great radio personality that called Tech, tech Games named West Durham. And he's a great guy. And I never thought about this before. And listen, it's not about freaking egos and stuff like that. But I was at an all uh, a Hall of Fame banquet one night a few years ago. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the only people at Georgia Tech that I can say his name without saying his name. And he's like, please welcome the refrigerator mover. And everybody yes. knew who it was. And I, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, I, I'm... I'm like, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's can I a lot ask, of fun. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, you ever like sit there randomly and you're like, don't, don't lie to us now. We're live. Oh, you ever yeah. sit there and be like, Hey, uh, you ever heard of the refrigerator mover? Yeah. Well, it's me. I'm just, Oh no. I, yeah, no, I've got, <laughs> I've, 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 I, I will say this only if I've been uh, drinking, I, I've never done it on a sober basis because it's not, you know, (laughs) and usually I only do it when somebody's being a smart ass or something, because I'm very non-confrontational. I'm, I'm sitting at the bar, leave my ass alone. Everybody comes up every once in a while, pick on you, pick on you, pick on you. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who's this and that? I'm like, look, just go look up the refrigerator mover.com and come back. And, <laughs> and that's oh, all I say. Oh my that's, goodness. That's Your drinks have been paid the entire but, year, sir. <laughs> but I don't, but I don't go out saying I'm the refrigerator mover. I just like, say, and, and believe it or not, when I, cause I was in sales for 20 years and I would call companies up and say, look, can I come by and, you know, do your sales pitch and stuff like that. I kid you not, 50% of the time when I got to that office, I signed my picture that they had just printed off the computer. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What? Did, they didn't know. I They had heard some. I never told them who I was. But they Google you and they find out, okay, John Davis, he's big. He went to Georgia Tech. And then they start. And I, 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 I've signed Georgia Tech pictures. I've signed Buffalo Bills pictures. And I'm like thinking to myself, what do these secretaries do? Why do they fucking just sit there and stalk you? And uh, <laughs> so it's, you know, but it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I love sitting out tailgating and watching the tech fans because I'm a huge tech fan. I, you know, bleed it. And, and you know, I it's, it's, my, my feelings for them and my feelings for Bills are the same. You know, I... When we lose, I hurt until Sunday, and when we win, I celebrate until Sunday. You know, well, and, uh, John, let's dive into that. So you you say your feeling is mutual, but let's dive into it because it's, obviously it's Bill Show, um, you got drafted uh, to another team for three years. Uh, I two, my, two. two so what? Walk us through your draft into your. 87 and 88, I got drafted by Houston. Jerry Glanville called Oh, that's me right. The Oilers. Yes. The Oilers. Yeah, the old Oilers. I was trying to think. I'm like, that's not the yeah. fucking Titans. Yeah. Yeah. The old Oilers. Or the Gamblers. Me. Jerry Glanville called me on, on at 1130 on draft night and said, we're we're uh, we're drafting you. You're happy. And I'm like, no, I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't want to come to Houston. 
Uh, because the week before I did an article with some paper and I said the three places I didn't want to go was Green Bay, uh, Detroit, or Houston. And uh, But I never thought that I would get drafted in the 11th round. I had been told that I was going to be a third or fourth round because I was a multi-position player. I could play left guard to right tackle. Uh, and I was All-American at center and at tackle. But I got hurt in college. But what they failed to realize was that I played. I never sat out. I never missed a game. You know, I, I started 40, 41 to 44 games or 45 games. And uh, But uh, uh, I didn't want to go to Houston because they had Mike Munchak, Dean Steinkuller, Bruce Matthews, Bruce Davis, uh, and Jay Pennison. They had they – had, four number one picks on their starting offensive line. What the hell am I going to do? Kent Hill. Kent you Hill. Set the bench. You, you know, I'm not going to sit on the bench. I'm, I, I want to play. So I went, did my time. They Those guys came out to be my best friends. We drank every night. We had fun. It was just a lot of fun. And, and I was ready to play. I'll never forget going on the field against Howie Long my first time. He comes up in the first play and punches me in the gut. And I look at some sign cooler, and I'm look, I look, I'm I'm 20, 21 years old. I hadn't even turned twenty two yet. And uh, and Dean Steinkuller <laughs> went to Howie Long and said, "You touch him again, touch him one more time like that, see what happens." And I was like, "Thank you, Dean. I appreciate that." While I'm trying to catch my breath, you know. But but Jerry and I did not get along. And I'll tell you what, when I came to Buffalo, do you remember that playoff game? It was January 1st. I think it was 89. It was the first playoff game in Buffalo, I think, that y'all had had or we had had in like 20 years or something like that at home. Beautiful day. I definitely know. There, there goes that answer. We don't know. No, I, I don't. I, I was probably. I was what six. I don't okay, know. Well, it was so. Yeah. So I went there, and and y'all beat us. That was Jim Kelly's first playoff win, I think, or something like that at home, or something. And uh, so wow. I went up and got dressed, and I went in the locker room. If you remember a name by Mark Pike, mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah. the special teams guy. Well, he and I played a double helmet guy. Yeah, the Georgia Tech guy. Uh, we played Georgia Tech together, and I said, "I said, Mark, my contract's up. Will you put in a good word for me?" And th- and he did. He put in a good word for me, and in the first week of February, I signed with Buffalo in '89. Can I ask? Well, what did he say to you, like about the community before you even coming up? And he didn't say anything. About I just, he didn't say anything. I said, "I just want to get the hell out of here." I knew. I knew what Buffalo. I knew by that game on January first what that town was like. Because I'd never seen fans like that that I'd played in in the in the in the NFL, you know, my first two years in Houston. I knew that this had to be a special place, and uh, it was either it came down between Buffalo and Detroit. And I kid you not, I'm in the airport in Buffalo, snowing six inches on the ground. Just <laughs> finished my bi- visit with Buffalo. It was a Tuesday. I was gonna say that's just a normal day there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Don't don't confuse me. Uh, and I'm at the airport at the, you know, back then we used pay phones. And so I called my wife and I said, Hester, I said, uh, Buffalo is really nice. And they made an offer. And, uh, I missed that. I was looking at my drink, making sure nobody was drinking it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I call her and I'm looking out the window and I said, Hester, I said, I, let's make a decision. I said, we need to know something. 
and, and being a smart ass. And of course we've been together yeah, at that time since uh, my, our, my sophomore year, she was a football manager at Georgia tech and that's how we got to know each other. And I said, look, I said, you know, Detroit has cars. Buffalo has snow. I'm looking at it right now, six, eight inches on the ground. She's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, no, I said, you know, you went through Houston. I said, what do you want to do? And she's like, let's go to Buffalo. I said, okay. So that's how I ended up in Buffalo. Greatest decision <laughs> in my life. That, that hey, simple. What was the first time where you were like, holy shit, this is going to be part of me for the rest of my life. Can you walk us through that first moment? Is there yeah. that first moment? Yeah. So uh, preseason, um, preseason football games. And in Houston, we used to get 10,000 people at the stadium. So we could literally drive up and go and get dressed and then go walk out on the field. So I told Hester when Buffalo, she came up, she, she we weren't living together. I mean, we were married, but she was still in Georgia. And, but she wanted to come up. And I said, well, Hester, I said, these people are, I hear pretty crazy. I said, you know, you might want to get here a little bit early. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, I get there. Of course, we go on the bus or take a car and get there. And we go in, play the game. I'm looking up the stadium. There had to be 60,000 people there. And I'm like thinking, holy shit, 60,000 people for a spring or a spring game for a preseason game. I said, I don't know what the hell I've got myself into. (laughs) So we, uh, we finished the game and we walk out and I'm, of course they have a place for the wives to park and, and stuff. And I'm like, well, it can't be far. And, uh, She's like, yeah. She's like, I I messed up. She said, I I came a little bit too late. I got caught up shopping, and I'm like, oh, okay. So where are you? And she's like, yeah, we're way over there. We're we're we're. And I said, okay. I said, that's In fine. You know, cool. It's a rookie mistake. That's fine. <laughs> so we're working through. So in between the stadium and the old bubble, you remember that big parking lot in between the old bubble yes. and the and the oh, yeah. stadium. We walk by and uh, I hear somebody call out and he's like, you John Davis? I'm like, yes, sir. He says, come on over here. And I went over and he said, I just want you to know we've been watching you and we just want to welcome you to Buffalo. And it was a tailgate party of about 30 or 40 people. And I told him, I said, thank you so much. I said, I appreciate that and all of that. And she said, you know what? You're going to have a drink with us. And you're going to eat with us. And I'm like, I'm a Southern boy. And I'm like, I'm not going to turn it down. I said, my That's wife. Rude. That is I rude. If you turn down. My, my wife already parked a mile away. What can you do? So I've got it halfway. I got a rest area. And let me tell you something, guys. I got to know those. And this is very personal for me. I got to know those, the, that those families and uh, we became friends more than anything else. And when I left Buffalo in 94, our last home game, uh, I went out there. I, I didn't know if it was going to be my last home game. It, it just happened to be my last home game. And I went out there, had a couple of brats, had a few beers, hugs and kisses, and just, you know, just great friendship and camaraderie. And I told him, I said, you know, we got to go because we had some obligations with family and stuff and, you know, hugs and kisses and all that. About three weeks after the season, 
we get a picture in the mail from Fran, uh, and and I can't remember her husband's name, God rest his soul, but Fran, I know, um, and because she's the one that was almost like my grandmother. She just took care of me. She's like, you know, here, you got to eat more. You got to eat more. And I'm like, okay, I can only eat one at a time. I, there's 11 here, you know, sausages. They sent, a, they, sent a, they sent a picture of me and Hester, my wife, and my daughter, Olivia, walking towards Rich Stadium in the sunset. And you should see it. I get emotional about it. And for me yeah. to develop and have those memories, that's what that defined Buffalo for me. That defined and they were from Dunkirk and Fredonia. So, you know, but that defined yeah, so. that whole region to me is, and that's why th there's no better person, people, woman, man in Buffalo than I can think of. Because I love that community. I made some great friends up there. I'm sure I made some enemies and not knowing about it, but, but I love coming up there, but it's just a special place. And that really that really meant a lot to me and, and for us to get that picture. And that's why every time I go up there, it's so memorable because I go to my old bars and my, the restaurants and I see my friends outside of football. And that's, that's why, I mean, it's just, Buffalo is just such a freaking unbelievable town. Magical, magical place. Just, I don't care what anybody says. It's a town to me. Um, and, and it's just a, it's just a, I, I'm sad that I haven't been up there in three or four years, but understandably with what everything's gone on, but I can't wait to get back up there. There but is that, a scene. That's my one special, well, I've got a lot of special memories, but the one that lasts the longest is that one there because it, it connects me. That's a good me. one. That's, uh, you almost made me start to cry and we're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Here on the show. No, no, no crying on BT. There's no crying up right there. Stop. Stop. Cut, cut, cut me out. Damn he's, he's, he's not that drunk yet. <laughs> no, I'm not. But should have been an actor. Uh, <laughs> epic story. Now I forgot what I'm going to talk about. I would got too deep into the whole crying thing. Uh, look, look, at, look at Butch chiming in. What's Butch! up, guys? My man, John D. Hello, Butch. So John, uh, when you were when you were looking at signing with Buffalo, did you look at that offensive line of that team and you're like, was that one of those big wing options? You know, Detroit like, that was an offensive line that, that they had that you were part of during those years. That was like it, it was it was probably one of the biggest lines in the league that year. I'll tell you something about that in a second, if if you'll remind me. Uh, Detroit wanted to sign me because they thought that uh, uh, Glover was going to go somewhere else. He mm -hmm. he signed from Maryland. He he won the ACC Lineman of the Year, uh, and I won. I was second place behind him at, at center. But he was a lineman. I think it was Glover. I, I can't remember, but. Uh, they thought he was going to leave, and but but he ended up signing, and I was like, "Well, again, I'm you know, Wayne Fontes is a great guy, but you, they're still all bullshit. I mean, they're still you know, yeah. it's a business. Um, I, I was I was told between you and me, nobody else can hear this, but I was told that I would be given a fair shot to play right guard in Buffalo." 
Uh, of course, uh, Big House had come yeah, in the year house, before, yeah. I think. Uh, and uh, when I got there, it didn't pan out. And uh, I was very upset. Uh, Bill Pullian uh, heard the wrath of me because, look, guys, I'm a country boy. I'm not a first rounder. I want to play football. Yeah, that chip. I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about money. I just wanted to play football and be a part of something. So I took. I I I, I, I took eighty nine on the chin. Asked to be traded. They said no. You're not going to be traded. Uh, you're going to play for us. And then, of course, things fell into place from there. So. Um, I, I, I felt like I lost a year because as a player, you lose a year, you know, as a coach, you don't lose a year as a coach, you know, they're like, you're going to be here. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, well, you know, fuck you get, you get 30 years to coach. I get eight years to play. Well, I'm sorry. On average, I I get 3.3 years to play. And Mm. so that's where, you know, that's where, you know, I, I did fail to look at it as a business. Because I took it personal because all I wanted to do was play football. And and they looked at it as a business. As I got older, I learned it a little more. So it was still the best decision I made. The offensive line there was great. Joe Devlin, who I was competing with, was a great player. He was definitely on decline. He yeah. was, a, you know, and, and that's fine. I he mean, retired. He a great player. Yeah, he was a great so, player for like 13, yeah. 14 years. Probably he didn't get his due because I had heard of Joe's name in the in the past and stuff, and and much credit to him. And it, but it's all about a competition thing. And so, uh, but but you know, the ninety season comes around, and you know, there's still some some uh, sifting to get through. But it finally worked out at the end of the day. Can you give us a TMZ story right now on? You you were you so you were you were the first Super Bowl uh, behind the scenes. You, you didn't start till I think what? Uh, he, was, he was there. He was you were started for twenty five. You you, right? you 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 were there. No, you were there for the Super Bowl, but you you didn't start until the, like the second Super Bowl, right? Ninety one. No, no, I no, I started in ninety. Yeah. So so the other story was is that uh, I'm just gonna leave now. Our <laughs> offensive line coach. Our offensive line coach wanted to. Kick me out, uh, double time us or, or what a substitute. And I clearly had played better. And so, who are you, I, wait, who, who are you competing I, against? Who were you competing against? Uh, at the time, Glenn Parker and uh, Mitch for well, Glenn Parker might have no, Glenn Parker, it might have been Glenn or who's a great guy, and and Mitch Farratt. And uh, but I had heard after the first, I, I started the first game of the season, and then we started alternating, and then we played Oakland. Uh, no, no, we played the Jets on Monday night when Thurman had that breakout game of like 214 yards rushing, and he had so many yards catching. If you remember that in the Meadowlands. And uh, the offensive line coach came into, and I, I know people are listening, or I hope that I don't piss them off. So I'm. Don't worry, you're not going to piss our guests off. Oh. Do we, we lose them? Yep. You're uh, lost reception there. They You obviously pissed somebody off because they just <laughs> shut your, they just shut they, your internet off. 
Terry Pagula is like, nope, we're not going to allow that nope. to happen. FBI's like, nope. Oh, Terry Pagula beat us to it. Hey, John, Damn. son of a text message. This was going to be an amazing story. And then all of a sudden, the internet said, no, you will not hear this. John, relog in. How's that? Yep, hey! There we go. There we go. Okay. The FBI released him. <laughs> All right. So, so we're on my my coach and I are in the elevator, and he's like, uh, "You're gonna, you need to be ready to play. We're gonna switch all in and out." And and I basically told him to go. You know what? You know, I I had had it. I was ready to be released. We go out there, and the player, the right guard, goes in there and has a rough first quarter. And uh, that was Parker. I'm not going to say if it was him okay. or the other one, um, but I was told to go in and I looked at him and I said, I'm not coming out. And he's like, go in. And I said, no, no, I'm not coming out until you tell me I'm not coming out. And Leon Sills told me, he's like, look, you mf get your ass in the game. And I'm like, okay, but you need to negotiate with him because I'm not coming out and I didn't come out because remember, it's very competitive. You know, there's a lot of egos and it's very competitive. We finished the game. We moved forward, but I had heard through a friend of mine and a confidant within the organization that Jim and Thurman went to Marv and said, we would like for me to start the rest of the season. So we could have some congruency. Some that's, some that's I'm sorry, congruency must be a, a southern word. Uh, continuity. Continuity. Uh, I, I heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm over here and googling. Then, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> but and it, that's and a, it, that's it, a huge deal with the offensive line because and if I the was offensive new. line is not in sync. It yeah. fucks a lot of stuff up. No, it does. And and it was it was a last big year. Deal. Yeah. It was a big it was a big deal. It was a big deal for me because I gained the confidence of the other line. Well, not so much the other linemen, but I gained the confidence from Jim and mm-hmm. and Thurman. And and James Lofton and I became really good friends. And so and that's where it started, you know, and it's just uh, you know, it's like I said, it's very competitive. There's a lot of egos in the room, everybody wants to play. Um, and, uh, but you know, when someone stands up for you like that, it means a lot. Awesome. Positive Buffalo. Buffalo is more than football. Oh yeah. The New York is divvied up into three sections, New York city, Albany and Buffalo. Everything else is Buffalo. (laughs) Come on, Syracuse, you're Buffalo. Come on. All right. So we're Syracuse, you're Buffalo. Yeah. Of the 1990 Thanks, starting linemen, Will Wolford, Richter, Hall, you, and Ballard, who could chug a beer faster? Well, well Howard didn't drink, so he's out. Okay. Uh, Jim is a competitor, but he, Jim didn't drink a whole lot. I think out of all of them, it'd probably have to be uh, Will Wolford. I think well, he's probably uh, probably the one. Uh, Will was a great player. I don't, I don't Butch think said it was, Butch said it was you. Huh? 
Butch said it was you. Well, I mean, I could I could drink a shot of Jack Daniels faster than anybody. Right on. There we go. <laughs> and I drank a lot of them. But uh, I I mean I I could drink you know those little splits that we used to get at the bent tree in. Um, but uh, I I would I I don't know I, we never had a contest, but I would almost believe that Will could beat anybody. Yeah. At that time. Nice. I challenge you to a shot. The next time we have you on the show, we're going to have a round and we're going to judge on air without no excuse for the internet. Well, well, I've got a, I've got a two, <laughs> I've got a two uh, and three quarter ounce shot glass. So I'm ready to go anytime you are. Yeah, I'm so, good uh, on that one. I'll do. Teaspoon. I don't do. The, I don't do. I was, these I was talking about teaspoons of it, like. Yeah, I don't. I don't do no. these half ounce glasses. No. No. All right, I'm I in the wrong. I pour, I, pour, I, I pour a real drink. That that's why you've started NFL games, and I'm over here getting kicked out of Madden Madden football games on PlayStation because I suck. So <laughs> we are not the same. So thank you for. I'm reminding also, me that <laughs> I'm also probably 250 pounds bigger than you are, so <laughs> I can hold. Ah, ah, the beauty of the camera, you don't see below the nuts no, getting that's that's <laughs> see my beautiful right. neck. That's it. Social media, boom. <laughs> uh, John, great camera, that, yes, right? That's it. Great camera, and maybe like you know, wife comes in and just. Powders me up every so often. Oh, you're still alive. Yeah. There's you're still alive. Um, green screen cape. That 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 actually. I'm still waiting for Tampa Neal to do that. That's good again. Just ran, random. Like we you know, like dress her up and but we'll talk off air about that one. John, question for you, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, how is the relationship between you know you know well, we were no more bills. I, I got a, I got a question. This is what everybody wants to know. TMZ moment. What was the craziest fight locker room situation, like toxic situation that you've ever experienced with the Buffalo Bills in your time with Bills? I I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I I I mean, I I think I was clueless. I I don't I don't ever remember uh anything um uh, in the locker room, to be honest with you, maybe somebody getting uh, pushing around to control the radio or the uh, the stereo or whatever. But I don't. I, I think I think I was blessed because from eighty nine to ninety four, we I think we all got along. I think there might have been some disagreements with other, I, but it was all individualized. If you know what I mean, it wasn't a yep. team. It wasn't a team thing, uh, but I honestly don't remember. And I'm not lying. I, I mean, because I'd tell you. Uh, no, th- th- this is honestly a trick question. Just that, you yeah. Know, what what root cause is you had a camaraderie. You, I, I had think eighty nine yeah. was a little hard, and I won't get into it because it was hard on both sides. Uh, and and we got through it. We lost in Cleveland. Ralph Wilson came in, made changes. Jim Kelly stood up and said, by God, we're doing it this way. If you don't want to do it this way, get the hell out. And we bought into it. And, th- and that that's the end of the story. But we, I think 
for the most part, everybody, you know, look, again, it goes back to being competitive. It goes back to egos. It goes back to who's starting, who's not starting, who's getting playing time. And, and that all goes into the whole, you know, the whole equation of everything. But once we step, you know, Jim Kelly said, look, boys, let, let, let's figure this shit out now because once we step on the field, this is what we're doing. And you know what? That's what we did. We figured it out. We, we, we licked our wounds. We got on the field. And look what happened for four years. John, are there any similarities between back then and what you see now watching the Bills being a fan outside looking in? Like similarities between the team, the camaraderie that you were just talking about, I, the community, everything that happened last year? I think so. social media plays a lot. Social media plays a lot with that. Thank God we didn't have social media when we played. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I will say this. Uh, I, I, I when The last time I played in the golf tournament up there, the, the community involvement, of course, you got the Bills Mafia, which is the greatest group of, of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But I think uh, – uh, Players still have to be held accountable. I'm not happy with the offensive line play because, honestly, that's all I watch. Um, I do see Josh meshing with everybody. I do see Josh taking control of the team, Stefan taking control of the team, the DBs taking control of their part of it. They all have their leadership and their whole roles, but then they have that one or two leaderships that step up. Coach McDermott is obviously a very fine coach. Um, I see a lot of similarities, but by God, I mean, how many fucking times do we have to play in Kansas City before we get them at home? Seriously, right? I mean, this will be the fourth, We're fourth year four years in a row. I know. And, Crazy. And I'm just like, you know, that just pisses me off. So, and I just, okay, well, you know, Josh, we got to go into the, we got to go into the, the, the lion's den and whip their ass so we can get back home, you know? Cincinnati last year, I think, was an abomination. I don't know what the hell happened to them. I got sick in the first quarter and, and watched it because when I got sick, I was just like thinking how horrible we were playing. Uh, and, and you know, sometimes you throw those games away. And But, you know, when we had a game like that, guys, we would go into locker room or our meetings on Monday or even in training camp from the following Super Bowl loss. And Jim Kelly would stand up and say, boys, this is what it's going to be like. This is what we're doing. Either you're in or you're out. Does he really Let's, have that country accent? This was going to be, I can't even do that. that, that was awesome. no, that this, this is good for the audio, folks. Either way, you, the work. It's amazing. The, Thank the you. Western, the Western PA country. It was great to have a leader like that because he would come in and he set the tone for many of the training camps. And he's like, boys, we can practice for two and a half hours or we can practice for an hour and a half. Well, I know how long I want to fucking practice for. And so we were just like, bam, 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 gone, you know, and that's what a leader is. That's, you know, there's certain things you got to get done. But so you Jim chose hour and a half or two hours? Uh, hour and a half. 
Okay, so work I hard. To to football. I I work hard for an hour and a half and just stop around for two and a half hours. I want to get on the field and off the field, and that's the way a lot of the players were. You know, condense everything. We know what we're doing. We know that we're good. We just have to fine tune everything, and and that that is all a time management thing that Marv did such a wonderful job with. And we we just and it's like he says you can be here for an hour and a half or you can be here for two and a half. What do you want to do? Well, we were all on the same page, and look what happened. Four years. Nice. Has yeah. has there been any kind of drama where you know everybody says that oh these certain players haven't shown up for OTAs or they like I I don't know you know come on everybody. Social media is I mean, insane, was, which we love you guys. But you, you, is that, you didn't have those rules back then. Yeah, we right. didn't. You know, and, but we didn't have social media. Remember, and, and listen, also didn't have, you, listen. Know, you guys didn't have the the, um, the rules like they have now, where right. you're only allowed a, a certain amount of practices per year. Right. But yeah, you have great. to. But you have to remember, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Tampa Nil. You you have to remember uh, back then. A first rounder pretty much dictated what he wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. if we want to be honest with each other, it was pretty much mm-hmm. Bruce would tell Ralph Wilson, "Hey, I'm not coming in for training camp until the first week before the game," and Ralph had no choice but to say, "Just come in healthy." Blah. blah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it skipped. It skipped Marv, and I love Marv. But it skipped him, and and we all respected Bruce because look what the son of a bitch did. I mean, oh, he yeah. done, he is the greatest defensive lineman of all time, and but but he showed up a week before and did what he needed to do and made. I mean, how many games did he win for us in certain plays? So so it was a lot different back then than it was right now. In terms what? of what safety, what what like is that? Well, no, it's in terms of uh, the oh, number one oh. players could come to camp when they wanted to. Hey, dude, I was a free agent. I had Tampa to. Deal, to what are you doing? So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> going crazy with his microphone or his I camera. Had, sorry. I, I had to eat camp food for 30 days. You know, Bruce Bruce Smith didn't have to eat camp day at all. He just showed up in Buffalo. How bad was that food? I I mean, come on, free lunches, free lunch. I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, you're missing the whole point of the story. I, I would have had I, Billy Ogden's or or <laughs> or something like that. And uh, and uh, but I'm sitting down in Fredonia eating uh, lunchroom food. I'm not complaining. It was you know. It was suffice. The the wings. This is when like they created the wings. They started the wings out of Buffalo, obviously. And uh, are you a wing man? Oh yeah, no, I I devour them. I got a bar a half a mile down from my road or from my home. Uh, John uh, called Bradley's, and he uh, he he modeled his wings after Buffalo wings. And I actually had a good friend of mine come down from Buffalo and had him, and he's like, gave him a thumbs up, and uh, so I'm uh, I'm I'm good with those. Tampanil, you're okay, bro. Uh, I think my uh, main camera just died on me. I'm like, we just stopped working for my car. All right then, here we go. This is where we're going. We still see you. I know, but the, I'm on the 
regular hey, camera. Uh, my normal so one. we're talking about we're talking about wings, and uh, just wings. for the record, uh, we have a celebrity in our presence. Uh, obviously, his name is John Davis, but we also have a cook named Tampa Neal, who is oh, right. who's, who's 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 known, well renowned. Well, Tampa Neal, I'll let you take it. Uh, I make a good wing myself. Uh, not gonna, you know, toot my own horn, but you know, bragger. Right. But yeah, I love making my wings at the tailgate. I can't have anybody else's. Nobody in Tampa knows how to make a fucking chicken wing. Let me tell you that. No one. Horrible. And they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't understand that either. They they really don't. They're just when, like when you, oh, you got to have my wings. wings are like, horrible. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah, they're like, you got to have my wing, and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. That's why I brought That's why I brought a hundred of mine plus a bottle of bourbon. So I'm all good, bro. Oh yeah. I mean, when I, when I travel, I'm sure TSA when they look at my uh, gear, they're like, "What the hell is this guy's deal?" Because I have one bag that literally has Jello shots in one cooler and a big ass fifty or ten pound bag of chicken wings, <laughs> <laughs> and you know. You know, liquor and beer, and yeah. <laughs> it's totally not, totally not it, awkward. Like, there's no, there's no clothes. You, you've never like seen this before. Like, oh, like what? I don't Google Bill's Mafia. Here. Google Bill's Mafia. Just stop. TSA. Google <laughs> Bill's Mafia. Oh, he's good. Hey, he's good. He's good. He's good. Come on. Bring it looks like get him. Like, oh, that's cool. That's fine. Bring him in. London's gonna be fun. That's international. We're we're, John, think, we're we're thinking about it, but go ahead. Do you go to any other? Uh, when what's the last game that you went to in Buffalo? Oh, uh, I went. Uh, well, it's before COVID. I I forget the game. Uh, that's, it seems like it's been a, 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 eons ago. Um, and uh, yeah, because I went up uh, for alumni. Alumni weekend, I think, but I, I can't remember the game. So that's why. I, well, and then this year we found out that the alumni is not really doing anything during the season. Uh, but I can't make the alumni golf tournament. So, um, and then this year my daughter's having a baby, so I don't think I'll get up for a game this year. I am coming up for Jim's tournament though, uh, in uh, in uh, the middle of August. So uh, it might be. Uh, might be 24 before I get up there, but it's memorable. It's memorable. I mean, it's uh, when I go there, my buddy, Mark, who owns the liquor store, uh, in Tonawanda, he's, uh, he, uh, picks me up and we, we, we have a great three days. So John, where do you live right now? Just, I'm just randomly because this is going to lead into the next question. I am, I am in a place called East Cobb, which is, uh, Outside, we got a perimeter called 285. What state? I'm about is, two, I'm about 22 miles from uh, downtown Atlanta, north. Okay. Oh. On the Chattahoochee River. 22 uh, miles north of Atlanta. Yeah, 22 minutes. 22 minutes, north. not 22 miles. 22 minutes. So a, a lot of my wife's family is in uh, Cartersville, Georgia. So we visit that I area grew quite up, frequently. I grew up in a place called Ella J, Georgia, Gilmer County, which Cartersville. I'll give you a story if you want one, Tampa Neal. Hell yeah, I do. I'm in too. Nobody asked Brian if I've. Yeah, of course I'm in. <laughs> well, Fuck yeah. if you want to listen too, 
I grew up in a place called Gilmer County. My father played on a football team in Cartersville, Georgia, or in LJ, Georgia, North Georgia, Gilmer County. They played Cartersville in LJ in 1950, I want to say 50 or 51, and Cartersville beat them 58 to nothing. Hmm. Well, Cartersville didn't get out of town. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Well, the point is, Cartersville didn't get out of town because all the LJ people were mad. So they started a riot. Oh, wow. And it got ugly. Uh, 40 years, 30, 30 years later, 28 years, 28 or 29 years later, I was a freshman and my brother was a senior on LJ's team. We were 0 28 against Cartersville. And we beat Cartersville seven to six. We were one and twenty-eight. We beat them, and that was the biggest upset in, in like at that time in Georgia history. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean shit to y'all, but fatality. At the, time, at the time, it was a big deal. Well, I was curious if that story. Sorry, no, I was but. curious if that other story was uh, recently because Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback for Cardinals. Trevor for Lawrence was there a while, yeah. yeah. Oh, they've had some great players come through there. Oh yeah, good friend of mine that played at Georgia Tech named Robert Levette. He was there, and uh, he he played back in the early '80s and stuff. So that was just a little fun fact, whether you like it or not. So I love fun facts. You kidding me? You can delete it if you want to. We are masters oh. of fun facts. <laughs> and when we say facts, we really mean, yeah, we don't fucking know. We just make it up. Write them down. Trivia. Like, yeah, I was on beer. Like, you never trust a man who drinks beer or anything that alters their whatever. Fuck you. Love exactly. you this, if you don't like Posh beer. Nose hair. Every growing boy needs jello shots, chicken wings. And I'm here for you, Tampa man. Hill. Tampa Hill does <laughs> have some. Um, he, he's he's well renowned for his wings. Uh, we actually there's a the spot called Buffalo Charlie's on the beach, uh, over by uh, by Tampanil in Clearwater, or, or Dunedin. Sorry, Dunedin. Oh, oh hey, hey, Epic B. I don't I mean, I don't mean to stop you. Uh, postcard in. Have you that's heard of me. that? No, that's near on me. Clearwater. That, that's the St. Peter's or St. Pete Beach. Or St. Pete. It might be St. Oh, yeah. Pete. Okay. Okay. That's, I'm a, wrong. that's a party I, spot right there. Hey, Epic P, I'm sorry. I got the wrong beach. It's St. Pete Beach. <laughs> I threw so, you off, didn't I? I'm we're, why were you having a party there? John, that, I don't know. Postcard, postcard in in St. Pete Beach is the party spot, John. My my wife took me down a couple of years ago and we had a ball. And oh, then yeah. we went down again and had a ball, and we tried to figure out they're doing renovations there. It's a great place, and it's uh, I miss, all I hear is Bill's Mafia party with John Davis. <laughs> I'll be there. Got a bar, got a tiki bar on the sand, and we can play some volleyball, which I will not be playing volleyball, but I'll referee. Uh, I'll, I got a tiki bow, we can drive up to it. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I do. Well, then we'll just, do that. Just one Tampanil? Well, the second one's coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we, we might both, too. How do you feel about uh, the Buffalo Bills 
mafia parade that uh, we kind of just, you know, well, actually, when I say we, I really mean you. I vicariously lived the whole boat parade originator vicariously through my, my friend. I love a good boat parade, man. I love a good boat parade. You know that, man. <laughs> that is awesome. John, <laughs> Dude, you, you know, love Buffalo for the boat parade. I'm there. I'm there. I, I can draw a crowd. What's up, Neil? I got the. I was just saying. I'm like. I got the Bills backers of Wesley Chapel. They're coming out on my boat on Saturday. I'm excited oh, to have them out there. Why? Hello. Hell yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. Should we, should we do a live show from the boat with the Bills backers chapter? You, you, need, hey. you need to send me some marketing information so I can send it to some friends and stuff. We. Hey guys, we got to help each other out. We, we have gotta, no marketing. We're just. Too. We're just having fun. All right. Sorry. I guess we do have marketing. Sorry. No, it's free marketing. We got to market each other's business. And stuff. I'm just you know, here for the free beer, John. Wait, free beer? My wife's going, shut up, Brian. Yeah. This is so, not free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is, this is fun. This is so much fun. Yep. John, you're just... One last story. I need to hear one last like story that you haven't told in a while that is like, you know, this is a good fucking story. It doesn't have to be about football. It doesn't have to be about anything. Um, you are a once a Bills, always a Bills. And as a Bills fan, I will always be a favorite of you. So tell us whatever you want to tell us, John. Well, if if I if before I do that, let me do this. Because <laughs> I've got a good story. Tell everybody where to go on on my website, if yep. you don't mind. No, you 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 tell plug it plug it man you know, plug it. Hold on, I, I I put you on the big screen here. Here we go, big screen if, if, uh, somewhere. If you, if you so desire, go to www.therefrigeratormover.com. My daughter has oh, yeah. built that website for me uh, and highlighting my accomplishments. I've got a blog on there, and I've also got some of the um, uh, podcasts that I've done. There's a, a bit in there about the charity that we started with uh, over 30 years ago. My wife and I developed a, um, a nonprofit hospice where I am from in North Georgia last year. We raised, uh, we crossed over the million dollar mark of, of net money uh, after all the bills oh, were yeah. paid. We, uh, hey! we raised, we raised over a million dollars. This is our 31st tournament this year. It's sold out. It's next week. Um, and uh, we're very proud of that. So, but yeah, if you get a chance, follow uh, follow my website on uh, www.therefrigeratormover.com. I am coming out with a. Uh, I've got one blog on there now. I haven't been consistent because some things have been going on in my life in the last two or three months. But I've got another blog that's hopefully going to post next Friday, and so uh, uh, hopefully. Uh, Y'all will contact me if you want to talk, ask questions or or things like that. I'm more than willing to answer them. All that information's on that website. So, so now you want take me back to the small uh, to, to the small window. So you want to hear one story? I'll tell you one good story. 
and we'll oh, no, you have the big window the rest <laughs> of the night. Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> I, the, the, this story better be fucking good, John. No, I'm just kidding. It's awesome. Super Bowl 25. So, did you? So I. Why did you love Super Bowls? Was it cocaine? <laughs> was it strippers? What the fuck was it? I love how you laugh. That automatically proves that I'm right. Well, Mark Mark Maddox was involved with driving a entire crew to. A strip club in Tampa. So <laughs> I was not in that car. Okay. All right. So I can assure you that. Uh, so I'm in Houston. Um, and, and again, you know, we played with Mike Munchak, Bruce Matthews, Dean Steinkuller, all those great players. Mm-hmm. So we went to playoff game 1988. Um, and I forget who it was. I think it was against Seattle. And uh, I am uh, in the locker room, and Bud Adams was the owner, and Bud was a drunk. And uh, he came up to me, and he's like, Mike, I just can't tell you how great you played this game. And I looked at our our owner, Bud Adams, and I said, well, Mr. Adams, I'm not Mike Munchak. I said, he's right down there. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And he's sloshing his scotch all over the place. And so I go to time forward, I go to Buffalo and I'm on the practice field. And uh, uh, Ralph Wilson is sitting over there or standing over there. And he's, he's like, Davis, come over here. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to make a team and the owner's trying to talk to me and I'm trying to make the <laughs> team. And I, what, you know, what am I going to do? So I go oh, to yes, Massa, right away. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he wins. So I go over to him <laughs> and uh, he's like, he's like, welcome to the team and introduced himself and everything. He says, I got to ask you something. He says, tell me a good Bud Adams story. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I told him that story I just said. Oh, and and Bud was drunker than Cooter Brown. I mean, he was, you know, Bud was gone, and Ralph about fell down. Well, when that happened, all the security guard, a couple of his security guards came up, and there, and a trainer came over and he's like, "What'd you do to him? What'd you do to Mister Wilson?" I'm like, "I didn't do anything. I just told him a story." <laughs> he asked me to tell him a story about Bud Adams. And they're like, okay. And and Mr. Wilson was like, he was just like laughing his ass off. Because, you That's know, awesome. Bud Adams saved a lot of people from the old AFL. He saved yeah. a lot of people that people don't even realize the history of it. Him and Ralph oh, and did night, both. Yeah. Do what? Him and Ralph. Yeah. And the, so. The Raiders wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Ralph Wilson. Exactly. And yeah. uh, so in 1991, we played New England the week before thanksgiving and i blew my knee out and uh and uh it i mean it was it was bad and so we wait a week uh go into the hospital they come in and do the surgery and i'm out we i kind of knew how bad it was i didn't realize it was as bad as it was but i knew it was bad so my wife Hester is sitting in the room with me, and who comes into the room while I'm still out? Ralph Wilson. Hmm. And Ralph White writes a note. Oh, oh, yeah. So Ralph White writes a note, 
and uh, says, Hester, please give this to your husband and, you know, condolences or not condolences, but, you know, we want him to get better and everything. He's a bill and all that. And so I wake up and I look over and Hester says, I've got a note for you. And I'm like, well, why? And she says, well, the owner came in to see you. And uh, she's, I could kind of, she got like a tear in her eye and stuff. And I looked at the, the, I said, well, what is it? And she's like, well, he doesn't even know your name. He calls you Mike Munchak. And I told him, <laughs> if you tie the joke in. What the? That is awesome. That's what Mike, you know, but Adam's like, you thought I, and then Ralph thought it was the funniest thing in the world, not knowing that I had ever told Hester the story. And so she didn't even know. And I started laughing about it. And she's like, how can you laugh? He doesn't know who you are. And I'm like, no, he knows who I am. He knows exactly who you are. And so one of the best, one of the best days of my life was the, the year before Ralph died, uh, uh, down south of the bubble, they had the alumni there and I was able to talk to him for about 10 or 15 minutes. And he, I was told the year that I was released, he made about a three or four minute speech about me in front of the team and about what I meant to the team and, and how, you know, it wasn't his decision, but you know, decisions have to be made. And, uh, and I, I've always appreciated that. And I have since become good friends with his wife, Mary. And I told Mary the story and she's like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm dying, you know, laughing because that's who Ralph was. And so those are, those are the memories guys. Those are the, uh, you know, that that was, that was a unique time. That was a unique time in Western New York. And, uh, it was, um, it was a lot of fun. You know. Are your family is your family Bills fans? Uh yeah, no, they are no, my daughter is in Raleigh, and no, we're uh we're all tied into the the Bills. My son's in Charleston, he's all he's okay. all big Bills. They all are big uh big Bills fans as well as Georgia Tech. And uh but uh we uh, we all talk you about had to throw Georgia Tech into that. Well you have to throw Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech because- you know we beat throw the alum out. You know you know you know we beat Cumberland University two hundred twenty two to nothing, don't you? <laughs> I mean, so, just, listen, you you are the refrigerator mover. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Just just say, yeah, and that's the way it works. <laughs> that's the yeah. way it works. You said uh, that I didn't. It's called the hey, law um, of common sense. <laughs> John, do you want to make fun of Bob Bradley, or do you want me to? To make fun of who? Bob Bradley for this comment. No. <laughs> go ahead and make fun of him. He says, go dogs. I'm like, oh. Uh, well, I just feel sorry for him. <laughs> That's what, I mean, they, uh, I'm, you I'm, look, they got, they, they, they got, they got the easiest schedule in the NCAA. So yes, they're going to win through their championships. I'm no, good. We're, with we're, it. we're not, we're not, we're not even going to entice him. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is fun. This was this was absolutely epic. This was absolutely fun. I hope you had fun. This was John, fun this, hell. Hell yeah. this great fucking stories. You um, guys are great. You guys are great. It's It's been very enjoyable. Well, do not go anywhere. Tampanil, bring us home. All right. Well, everybody, thanks you very much for watching. You can always catch the live version Thursdays, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 
Make sure you pull us up. Listen to the live version on Facebook Live, YouTube, or Twitter. If you're on Twitter, go to A Bills Podcast. Just A Bills Podcast. You will pull up the best podcast in Bills sports. Now, if you missed the live version in the world, I apologize. In the world. If you missed the live version, crazy reason. Pull it up the next day. You pull us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it is iHeartRadio, Apple Pod, Sam, or Samsung Pod, Spotify. Pull it up, like us, share us, tell your aunts, uncles, neighbors. Don't tell your attorneys. Finish him. Fatality. Woo! This has been awesome. John Davis, you're the man, bro. Uh, we, we, seriously, we, we got to have like one random episode where we don't talk about bills and all we do is talk about fucking stories because those Dude, the stories you, are you, you, you people are going to be like, we want John Davis back. It's some yeah. no bills talk. Let's just talk about fucking stories and you're going to be back on. I'm, I'm telling you, 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 you two youths, <laughs> you. Well, I appreciate it, and, and when when I come out with my podcast, tell everybody to go read the first one, and then when I come out with my second one, have them go out and uh, and read it. And uh, it's what it is. It's a little bit of life about me growing up from childhood to really getting into the NFL. Uh, but the the main part of it is is my transition from high school into college, and and how I was able to do that under. Uh, under uh I, I don't want to say under duress but it was uh it was a hard road to, to hoe but uh i think uh, at the end of the day it gives a little bit of an insight of uh what a country boy from north georgia uh, goes through being in that period of time in the early 80s uh, with recruiting and actually going and starting as a freshman as a major college uh athlete oh yeah that's some good info for somebody that that's inspiring Absolutely. to do what you've done. You yeah, know, I it, think it's the cream of the crop. Folks, we're not talking to some guy who played football. We're talking to the top, probably, what, what is the stat, Tampa Neal, which we all know, you know, stats really doesn't matter. But what is like that whole thing? To me, stats really don't matter. You, you do have a stalker at the uh, uh, Jim Kelly's golf tournament, just so you know. <laughs> Dave Kaprosh, a good friend of ours. Dave Kaprosh. Dave is a good, fr- Dave is a good friend of ours. John, you know, this has been so much fun. Let's end the yeah. show with on a high note that this was epic. Don't go anywhere, folks. We love everyone, all y'all. I'm just saying, that was a good show. That was fun. That was good, good though, John. And I am going to out drink John when I see him. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I'm scared. I just pissed myself. Thank God I wear diapers. Love y'all.